Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And I'm going to read just a few little verses here for the thought this morning that God's placed on my heart. Uh, you open up the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is Solomon uh, who is speaking. We know Solomon, he was the wisest, richest, uh, but more importantly, wisest man that ever lived. No doubt he was a man of God. Uh, you know, he slipped down that slippery slope uh, toward the end of his life, but uh, God used him in many ways through his wisdom. That was something he asked of the Lord. Uh, and he writes this book of Ecclesiastes with uh, the thought in mind of uh, vanity, uh, vexation. He writes this book, uh, the, the first greater part, if you will, explaining how uh, everything basically that he has experienced in life, uh, everything under the sun, you'll find that uh, phrase used many times throughout the book, uh, everything under the sun, under the sun, under the sun, uh, is used many times. And he's saying everything uh, that I have seen and experienced and tried is worthless. It's just empty and it's void. Uh, and then he begins to explain toward the end of the book how everything with God, with God, with God is wonderful. It's fulfilling. It's uh, everything you want to live for. And I want to point out this morning, just now that we kind of have an understanding, if, uh, you know, I know maybe most of us uh, understand Ecclesiastes, but just to refresh our minds and kind of point us in the right direction for the message this morning. I want to point out, starting in verse 14, an area that uh, was also vain that we, ought, uh, that we often don't think about uh, in, in, on a daily basis. Look here at verse uh, 16, not 14. Verse 16. <clears throat> he says, I commune with mine own heart. He's soul searching is what he's doing. Saying, Lo... I am come to great estate and forgotten and have gotten, excuse me, uh, more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. You say, well, that's a good thing. Uh, you, you say that is um, a blessing. That's something great, and no doubt it can be. But I want to point out something. Let's keep reading. He says, Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. You say, again, that's a good thing. Look at verse 17. He says, And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief. And he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. You say, well, that took a turn. Why in the world would Solomon, who is the wisest man that ever lived, the Bible says, why in the world would that man admit that I am sorrowful, I am grievous, and I am downright depressed for all the wisdom that I have gained. You say, if God gave him all that wisdom, why would he confess in this little diary, if you will, that he wrote in the Bible, why would he confess that he is just depressed? Uh, it's vexation of spirit. That word vexation, uh, if I understand it correctly, basically means it's uh, something that pulls away, something that dulls uh, the spirit. And he says it's full of, uh, it brings much grief. It brings 
uh, sorrow uh, when you increase in knowledge. Why would he say that? He asked wisdom to judge uh, the people of Israel. You go back uh, and read the beginnings of Solomon's reign, and we've done that uh, in times past, times recent, uh, of how Solomon asked wisdom and judgment uh, from God to know godly wisdom. He asked that. Uh, but you find with much learning that Solomon began to have, uh, he got into some things he shouldn't have, didn't he? No doubt, Brother John, he got into some sin he shouldn't have. He got into, uh, you know, looking at those strange women that God warned him, you better not look that way. They're going to turn your hearts from me to other gods. And uh, even though we see in his latter part of his life that that's what he did anyway. No doubt we know he got into some sin he shouldn't have. But I, I believe just like anything, when you look on Solomon's life, it shows that just like anything, you can covet more and more knowledge, just like anything you can covet, to the point that you are involved in more than you should be. What do you, you say, what are you saying this morning, Brother Branson? I want to tell you, I believe that there was a time that Solomon, no doubt he learned of God. Uh, we see proof of that. We see proof that he judged God's people wisely. There was that account that I'm always drawn to and led to uh, that, that really points out just the incredible, awesome wisdom that Solomon had. I'm drawn to that place where uh, the, one, the two women were arguing over whose baby was whose and how the one had laid over her baby in the night sleeping and killed it, and she wanted to claim the other woman's baby. And they brought it before King Solomon. And he said, well, bring out the sword. The sword is something that discerns, by the way. I've preached on that before. The sword symbolizes the Word of God. The sword is our weapon. And he pulled that old sword out, the sword of judgment, but also a physical sword. He said, we're going to cut this young in half, you take one and you take one half. And of course, no doubt that was so wise that the real mom would never let that happen. We see, no doubt, proof that Solomon was wise. We see, no doubt, proof that Solomon did, in fact, learn of God. So why in the world would he say, wisdom that I've gained, it has led to grief, it's led to sorrow, it's led to uh, me just being dull and, and miserable and depressed. Why would he say that if we no doubt see proof of him learning wisdom of the Lord? I'll tell you why. And here's my message in a nutshell this morning. He began to seek the wisdom of the world. There are two kinds of wisdom. There's good wisdom and there's bad wisdom. There's a wisdom that you can learn of God that brings joy, that brings happiness, that brings clarity of mind. And then there's wisdom uh, that you can put quotations on if you saw my fingers. Wisdom uh, that's really not all that great that you can gain that the world says you need and the world says that you need to learn of and the world says you ain't no good, you just a, a, a dumb hick. Uh, from nowhere if you don't know these things. And that's something that you really don't need this morning. 
No doubt we need common sense. Uh, the Bible says that we need to use discretion. We need to be able to determine just common things. And no doubt God wouldn't have us to be ignorant. I'm not saying that general knowledge and education is bad. But there is definitely something wrong this morning. Don't miss this. There is something wrong with knowing too much. There is a 100% teetotally something wrong with you as a Christian, a child of God, getting involved in too much. You can get into some things you ought not to be in. You can know some things. You ever, you ever, you ever maybe talk to somebody or heard some gossiping going on or heard a conversation and you ever heard something you thought, man, I wish I didn't hear that. <laughs> I sure have. I've been amongst some people, they'd be talking about somebody I know and just hear something like, you know, I really didn't need to know that. There's something wrong with that. And I'm not saying we, can, we, we can't make mistakes and hear things well not hear. I mean, we do, uh, no doubt we are amongst the world, but um, it, it all goes back to, you know, don't gossip. Don't, don't pass things around. Don't talk about people behind their back. Don't be involved in too much of knowing things. It don't do you any good. There is something wrong with knowing too much of the things you should have no connection to. Verse 17, he said, again, he says, I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. You say a lot of that, well, brother, he had to know. He was the king. He had to know. He was a judge uh, over the people. I believe you can get too involved. I'll be real careful with how I say this, okay? I, I'm, I'm going to try real hard uh, to explain this in a way that I don't hinder anybody or confuse anybody. If you got questions about it later, come ask me. We'll study it out. But listen to me. You can be too involved with your friend. You can be too involved with a co-worker. You can be too involved with certain people. You say, I love them. I appreciate them. You ever heard of, that's not my business? There's a time you're going to have to realize, I need to step away. You, you say, well, that's my brother. That's my friend. What they're involved in, I need to be involved in too because I need to help them. You better cut yourself loose at some point or they'll drag you down with them. That comes from the Holy Spirit guiding your heart. There's times where you're going to have to make some hard decisions because you don't need to know and you sure don't need to be involved in what somebody else is involved in. You're going to have to use some wisdom and some Holy Spirit guidance and you're going to have to make some hard decisions and say, I am not going to be involved in that. You say, well, that's hard, preacher. I know it's hard. You think about family, you think about friends, you think about mamas, daddies, sisters, brothers, aunts and uncles, cousins, uh, just loved ones that uh, start going down their own path, maybe even the simplest form of gossip. I'm here to tell you today, you need to learn to disconnect yourself from some things. I believe Solomon got to the point where he realized, I know too much. I know too much. No doubt, listen, you can never know too much about the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank God this morning that 
We can keep learning until uh, we go to the grave. We will never stop learning. I'm thankful that God uh, constantly is uh, surprising. He, you know, He's new every day. He's wonderful, more wonderful. He, you know, the, the longer I serve Him, the sweeter He grows is the song we sing. No doubt that is, that is godly wisdom. You'll never have enough of it. But you have way too much of the wisdom that this world offers. And that's my message this morning. You can have too much knowledge, wisdom. That, that's, that's what that word uh, means, really. Talking about wisdom of the world. It, just knowing things about the world. You look at verse 18. Again, he says, For in much wisdom is much grief. I want to tell you something. Having godly wisdom will not bring grief. That right there is how you can determine he was talking about a different kind of wisdom. That right there will, will show you that he got caught up in a whole other type of knowledge. Because godly wisdom, godly knowledge is not going to bring you grief. Sure, it'll bring you to some things that may be hard. It'll bring you to some things that may be a little bit difficult to understand and deal with. But I don't believe that... You look at the book of Ecclesiastes. If you go and read, I'll give you some homework. Go, go look through the book of Ecclesiastes to refresh your mind. Solomon was miserable, wasn't he? All the things he was writing about, he was downright miserable. Godly wisdom don't bring you to that. God, being involved in the things of God does not bring you to that low of a state. It brings joy. It brings clarity. It brings peace knowing the things of God. There are those today, you may be one of them, who choose to give them, themselves to the knowledge of the world. <laughs> I, I have to catch myself. I do. You pastor right here. I have to catch myself. Many times, Brother Alton, it's so easy for me to get interested in, in things that the flesh likes doing. And I'm not talking about bad things necessarily. I'm talking about fishing. My work. Y'all know I like to play piano and I, I, I've been trying to learn more about it and I've been slacking really, but... There'll be times, you know, I'll sit there and I'll play for hours. You can ask my wife. I, I've sat there and about just drove her crazy playing for hours at a time. Things that, you know, I find, hey, this is pretty cool and I might start doing it with my free time. And, and, and if I ain't careful, that's all I'll talk about. Why ain't we that way with God? The things of God. The Word of God. His wisdom. So many today choose to fully give themselves to wisdom of the world. Christian here today, when are you going to fully give yourself to wisdom of God? To the things of God? It's so easy for us to give ourselves to things that we want to. I done told you, I, I'm struggling with this. I struggle with it on a daily basis. So don't say, well preacher, you sound like you, you think you're perfect. I don't. I know I'm not. I know I struggle with this. But I'm going to ask you anyway, when are you going 
to get involved in the wisdom of God more than you're involved with the things of this world. Some of us here, I feel like that's all we all do is involve yourself in the things of the world. <laughs> involve yourself and think gossip, drama, garbage, family uh, dysfunctions, issues, just junk y'all don't need to be involved in. This morning, you need to learn to disconnect yourself. Why don't you put that much enthusiasm and that much energy into the things of God? I promise you have a whole lot better results. We aren't charged as Christians to learn, uh, well, you know, this historian says this, and President so-and-so uh, believed this. That ain't our job. It's not our job to be involved in governmental issues and politics. And, and listen, it, 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 common, ten, common sense will tell you we need to have a general understanding of these things. I believe, you know, when I was in high school, Going through history class, they didn't hardly teach anything history-wise. I don't know what in the world we were doing in class most of the time. They didn't hardly teach anything. I mean, I'm not trying to call my wife out by no means trying to embarrass her, but there's a lot of things that I she don't know. That I'm like, you really don't know this in our history? I mean, there's a lot of things I don't know too, but there's a lot of things they just don't teach anymore. I believe there's things that's important. I mean, I believe it's important we know what our country was built on. I believe it's important that we know what we fight for. What, uh, what movements of Congress were made. What, you know, the, the amendments to the Constitution. What we stand for as Americans. I believe that's important. Common sense will tell you you need to have a general understanding of these things. But as Christians, it's not for us to completely give ourselves to these things. I've heard preachers stand in the pulpit, the only thing come out of their mouth is politics. I've heard men of God stand up, that's all they can talk about is politics, government, what's going on in our country. Listen, listen to me, I'm not saying that it's Something we shouldn't be concerned about. I mean, I love my country. I love, uh, you know, my people. But there comes a time where you're going to have to realize, I don't belong to this world. I'm a citizen of heaven. You can know too much. You can be involved in too much. Dwell on too much. It's not the responsibility of the Christian to dwell on the things of the world. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. I want to show you one verse here. And we all know it. Verse 2. Colossians 3 verse 2. It says, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. If you want to argue with me this morning, go right ahead. But that's what my Bible says. That's what Solomon admitted. I was focused on things down here on this earth when I should have been focused on the things of heaven, the things of God. 
And he said it was vain. It was vexation of spirit. It was it was just it gave me an empty feeling. It, it, it was pointless to do so. So, preacher, how do you know what is for us to know and worry about and what is not for us to know and worry about? That's that's an important question. I've had that question. If you're here and you're struggling this morning, you, you say, you're right, I, I'm, I'm involved in too much, I focus too much on the things of the world, but, but how do I know? Because our mission is to the world, ain't it? I mean, 100%, we're supposed to go to the world. So how do you, divide, how do you interpret all that? I'm confused this morning, help me out. Let me say this, there's a lot of spirits in the world. Lowercase s. There's a lot of spirits in the world. There's a lot of things to get involved in. So well, how do I know what and what not to get involved in? Turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Some of y'all might know where I'm going. First John chapter 4, look at verse 1. He says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. That's how we determine what and what not to get into. By trying them. The things of the world... If you will just disconnect yourself and pray, seek God, if it's something of the world, if it's something of the wrong spirit, it'll destroy itself. It'll reveal itself as such. If we are in Christ, if we are led by the Holy Spirit, you'll know. We're to use the Scriptures. We're to use the guidance of the Holy Ghost inside of us to determine what we should be involved in and what we should go along with and what we should not. You say, oh, you can never have too much knowledge. I beg to differ. You certainly can. There is a such thing as too much wisdom, too much knowledge. Look, I'm not knocking on any of y'all for watching the news. If I had satellite TV and I was able to get it where I'm at, I'd probably have the news too just so I can see what's going on. I, I don't want y'all to think I'm, I'm just getting all over y'all about that this morning. But a lot of times, especially right now, I know, look, I'm not, I don't live under a rock. I know that there's a lot of things going on with our country right now that we need to be praying about. There's a lot of times, though, I'm glad I don't have that TV going. There's a lot of times I'm glad that I hear about things from a church standpoint. Somebody makes a request. We need to remember our country. This is happening instead of that old news reporter just freaking out over what's going on. When you begin to involve yourself with the wisdom of the world, you can't focus on what you really need to be involved in. You know, we have some smart people, some smart politicians, and I'm not just, look, I'm not just talking about government, country issues this morning. I'm talking about 
anything that is of the world that you are involved in that you shouldn't be, don't linger in it anymore. But I want to use this as an example in closing. We have some smart people, some smart politicians in our government and over our country in Congress. You say, well, it sure don't seem like it. Look, they're some smart people, okay? The people, the people that are in, in Congress that are over our country that's running for president, they're smart. you got to give it to them. It takes a smart person to get where they're at. I mean, I sure, you don't see me running for president. I wouldn't do it for nothing unless God showed me, but I mean, it takes years of preparation and learning. And, but anyway, there, there's no doubt that it, there's smart people there. Smarter and more knowledgeable than me. But it's smarts of the wrong thing. It's wisdom of the wrong thing so many times. It's knowledge of the wrong from the wrong area so many times. That's why you see wickedness, misguidances, poor decisions made in the world today. They're smart. They just choose to be smart in the wrong area. It's wisdom of the world. It's, it's looking at it from a worldly standpoint. We need leaders, men, women, who are discluding themselves from worldly knowledge and including themselves in more godly knowledge and wisdom. Today, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with, I, let me give you some clarity this morning. You, you might say, I'm, I've got such a hard decision to make. I've got such a terrible situation going on in my life right now. And I need some clarity, preacher. Okay, let me give it to you. Disclude yourself from the world. If you want to give yourself to something this morning, give yourself to His Word. Give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to fasting. Give yourself to communication with the man in charge. I'll tell you why. Because... Even when you're trying to make a decision, you say, I'm not involved in all these things like you say, but I'm dealing with this hard decision, this hard situation, and I just need somebody to talk to. Don't go looking to other people in the world. Don't go looking to people you might say, well, you know, they've been here before, but look, they ain't looking to God. Don't go to a person like that. I'll be honest with you, it's better for you to be by yourself, alone, and feel alone but looking to God, trying to understand on your own God's way than it is for you to go to all these other people that don't make you feel alone, but they're involved in you know, wisdom of the world. It, you, you, just, you, you are going to get yourself in a deeper hole. Turn to God. Turn to the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of the world. Learn godly wisdom. Don't give yourself to know the things of this world. As Solomon said, it's vanity, it's void, it's vexation of spirit. True wisdom and knowledge is of God, not this world. Y'all pray for me. This will be the message this morning.